everybody. Good to see you Saturday night. I uh, moved out of my home office for Saturday night because we had such bad uh, internet reception last time. So I hope everybody's uh, getting seeing this better. We were frozen up a bunch last Saturday. You know, you just can't go too many days anymore without doing an update on all that's going on. It's shocking times in our country. Lots of weird stuff going on. You know, I never... I never would have thought in really all of my days and my now 51 years here on the planet that I would ever see our country in the state that it's in right now. But this, we are where we are, and I believe that it's the call of the church to lead us out. Now, I know a lot of people believe that it's the call of government to lead us out, or even President Trump, and I love President Trump, but it's not his call to lead us out. I believe it's those of us who actually have revelation. It's those of us who know the truth. You know, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. And we need to be you know, dealing in the truth. We need to be speaking the truth. And I'm going to kind of finish with this. So I don't want to talk about it too long. But, you know, it's basically where I left off in my last podcast is that we can't in any way, shape or form buy into the lies that are being told right now. And I'll finish with that, but we cannot, we, we can't speak the lingo. We can't say new normal. We can't say that we're going to open up the country safely. All of that stuff is lies. Any, anything and everything that's slow right now, where we say things like, you know, uh, you know, we have a phase one opening and some governors are co- have a, as a, you know, a, they're using different colors for their opening, you know, yellow, red, whatever. All that stuff is lies. We should never be where we are right now. And I know that it's, it's very insulting for some of the things that I say to a lot of people because it's just, just blowing up the, the images that they have in their mind and, and blowing up the images that they have of their life and blowing up the images of self-importance where you're like, uh, you know, you know the, wearing a mask around or, you know, quarantining or isolating yourself is, you know, giving, giving you some sort of meaning in life and me coming in and saying that this whole thing is is, uh, you know, again, it's not that the, the bug itself, the coronavirus itself isn't real. It's absolutely real. But the response to it is absolutely so far overblown and ridiculous and nobody can really see it. And I, and I just, I mean, I know some people are seeing it, but a lot of people, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that are not seeing this. And I hope that there's, I hope it's like a, like a tidal wave. I really do. I hope that it's like a tidal wave and more and more people will just open up because there's, you don't need to open up safely. You don't need to go get a bunch of alcohol uh, gel dispensers. You don't need to ha- wear masks, you know, and I'll just kind of start with that. Let me hit this so I, so I can see everybody. I'm going to hit this button over here. Um, but, you, you know, one of the things that really disappointed me, and I, I don't, I don't like this part of you know the podcast tonight, but I've got to talk about it because it's really the point of this podcast tonight. Is you know the, we had the the salon owner get arrested there in Dallas, and um, you know it, it, she made a great stand, and I'm not belittling the stand. She stood up to you know the police department, she stood up to the judge, she stood up to everybody, and you know I admire her for that. I really do. I admire her for that. But the problem is, is that she came out wearing a mask and I'm not going to, I don't want to personally belittle her. Okay. I'm just talking about masks in general, because listen, the woman took her pinch like a man, stood up to the judge like a man. She was, she was awesome. But the moment that you come out wearing the mask, you've endorsed the lie 
And that's what I want to tell you. I want, what I want you to picture is this. I'm going to get into a bunch of Corona stories here in a minute. I'm not going to go very long tonight. At least you guys, you know, that's my intent anyway. I'm not going to go too long tonight, but I want you to picture this. I want you to pick a picture of a five-mile rushing river, like the fastest river, you know, like just white water, rushing river, going towards a waterfall. No matter where you throw that twig in that river, it's going over the waterfall. No matter what. And if you, no matter where you buy into the coronavirus lie, you are heading towards the waterfall, which for me just symbolizes hell on earth. And if you go, if you like, well, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to open up safely. You're in the river and you're heading towards the waterfall straight to hell. If you come out wearing a mask, you can't. And you're like, well, that's what we've been ordered to do. Everybody has to rise up. Nobody has the right. Nobody has the right to issue any laws that violate the Constitution of the United States of America. All of everybody who is suing people for arresting them or fining them in violation of the Constitution is winning. And that's what I said to all the cops on Thursday. I'm like, you know what? You may lose your job. This is the time to lose your job because you cannot violate the Constitution arresting people for law that for for breaking laws that violate the constitution you can't do it so you, anywhere and everywhere it's all if you no matter where you jump in the, that five mile rushing water river heading towards the waterfall straight to hell anywhere you jump in it's heading to the same place you may not be real close to the waterfall where you're just one of these people who's just all on board you believe you're saving the world by waltzing around with your idiotic mask on and quarantining yourself and you're all in you believe that this is a bubonic plague even though it has a 0.1 percent post-infection death rate you still no matter what anybody tells you you still believe that it's the bubonic plague so you're right near the waterfall or you can be one of the more uh, reasonable people that's saying well you know i'm just gonna wear a mask you know i'm gonna speak the lingual that's called acquiescence acquiescence means what to disagree but to go along without protest that is acquiescence you can't do you know that it's wrong but you're acquiescing you're going along without protest now here's the thing i know that if you've got to go into costco that they're going to make you wear a mask if you have to go in there it's their private property they have a right to dictate whatever they want to dictate they can do that you know dictate that should sound familiar dictator they can do those things all right you can't you don't have a choice there but everywhere else it's not private property you have a choice and that's what the salon owner, she should have come out without a mask because she still jumped into the river. It's still a rushing river heading towards the waterfall. No matter where you jump in, it's, the rapids will catch you. So you, ne- you can't go in anywhere. You can't be like, well, yeah, we can, we can reopen and we can reopen safely. Well, you know, I think that there's some reasonable precautions. That's all jumping in the river. It's all buying the lie. And the river is a giant lie. No matter where you jump in, you're submitting to a lie. You're actually lying yourself. Acquiescence, remember, is to know that it's wrong, to go along with it without protest. You can't do it on any level. It is time for all of us to stand up. It is time for all of us to be bold. It was uncomfortable, believe me. It would have been very easy for me to close this church. I'm right now, I'm in the office of the church right now. 
it would have been very easy for me to close it. You know, I mean, I've never been one hung up on money when it comes to ministry anyway. I've told people what I make. I make $40,000 a year pastoring this church. That's what I make. All right, so it would have been easy for me just to close it, do my online services, take my $800 a week, and move on. I could have been doing it for the last six weeks. I wouldn't have uh, heard the, you know, the, the, the threats. I wouldn't have heard the, the name-calling you know the tv station camped out in our parking lot i mean we're a small church we're only a church of like 200 people and we had a a tv camera out here filming our people walking in on easter sunday morning it was on the news because our doors were open it's like us and like three or four other churches anywhere near here that are open it would have been easy to close it but you have to take a stand If, if you say that coronavirus is more than the flu you're in the river you bought into the river you're right in the river of lies and you're rushing towards the waterfall there's no way out you can't go in anywhere that's the problem with the political leadership right now in our country is that they've bought in no matter where you jump in we're you know we're we're all for reopening everyone's for reopening no you got you can't just re you don't reopen in phases the whole country should be uh, every amusement park. I know this, this, this is probably making some of you even watching this nervous that I'm saying this. Every, every amusement park should be open tomorrow. It's Monday, whatever day. Maybe we can't open on Sunday, but whatever. You, it should be open full steam ahead. You know, not some of y'all, I'm just glad we're reopening, you know, they're in the restaurants and they've got, you know, six feet between everybody. You're only allowed to have 25 people in there or 10 people in, you know, the store at a time or however, you know, whatever the store's rules are. It's all bogus. It's all buying into the lie that this is an apocalyptic pandemic, that this, that it's a death sentence for everybody who gets it. It's not. It's the flu. And you have to be able to boldly say that it's the flu. And you have to be able to, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You need to be able to back that up. You need to be able to say, well, here's the statistics. And the statistics are identical. I mean, listen to me. They are flat out identical to the flu. They're identical. Exactly the same post-infection death rate. And the CDC has even come out and said the hospitalization rate for people 65 and over is the same as a bad flu season. So you have to be bold and you just, is it going to infuriate people? Yeah, they nailed Jesus to the cross. Jesus infuriated people. Well, he didn't do it on purpose. He, he actually said, you reject me because I tell you the truth. So we have to, we, we cannot in any way, shape or form buy into any of it. And it just was a shame. To see somebody who took such a monstrous stand. And again, all due respect to the salon owner in Dallas that took the big stand. All due respect to her, but you cannot wear the mask. You can't. Because the moment that you're wearing the mask, you've bought into the lie saying, well, I don't want to give something deadly to somebody, and I don't want to get something deadly. That's not deadly. Statistically, coronavirus is not deadly. I know people are like, how dare you say that? Because it's killed people. The flu kills people. 64,000 Americans have died of pneumonia this year. Why, Why are we not protecting ourselves from pneumonia? How many people, I I don't know this one, but thousands of of Americans have died of the common cold this year. 50,000 have died of the flu this year. And and right now, the CDC on their website has 77 or some odd deaths, uh, 77,000 some odd corona deaths. We all know that's not true. You can pretty much cut that in half. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 40% or half is really is the reality. If you go 
deeper on that website. I won't get into this because I've done it before, but you go deeper on the website and you go down a couple, you click down a couple pages. Then they have the real breakdown. Last I saw, confirmed COVID, COVID-19 deaths were 37,000. Confirmed. That means that for sure it was COVID. That's what killed the person. And we probably can't even trust that. The rest of them are a bunch of mixed things like it could be. It's presumptive. It's mixed with pneumonia. It's mixed with influenza. That's how they're getting that giant number. And listen, there are people with great motivations, which we're going to get to in just a minute. Great motivations to get that death number up. And you notice they're never trying to get the case number up. All they're ever trying to do is get the death number up. If you get the case, if they actually expose, like, you know, the Miami study, the uh, New York study, the Boston study, the Stanford study, uh, the Israeli study, the Iran study, they all reveal that between 6 and 13% of the population has gotten coronavirus. So around 30 million Americans at minimum have had the coronavirus right now. They don't ever talk about that because what would that do to the death rate? We'll divide 77,000 by 30 or 40 million. I'll bet you it comes up close to 0.1% because that's exactly what they do with the flu. All right, let's go over some stuff tonight. Out of uh, Hyannis, Massachusetts, a field hospital set up to deal with with an expected surge of coronavirus patients on Cape Cape Cod has been shut down without ever seeing a single patient. So those of you who are quarantined, remember this was supposed to overwhelm our healthcare system, right? This field hospital has been shut down. This is, from, this is from yesterday. They're shutting down a field hospital that was set up for coronavirus that never saw one patient. And this is in Massachusetts where they've actually had a lot. Cape Cod Health Care, which managed the site, stopped staffing it Tuesday because it had, think about this too. They just stopped staffing it on Tuesday, which what is, what is today, like the ninth? So what was Tuesday, like the fourth, I think? Third, third fourth, fifth, somewhere in there? So... After all this time, they've just, they've, they've just stopped staffing it. I mean, there's not been one patient in there. Think about the galactic waste. I'm going to go over that in a minute. But they just stopped staffing it on Tuesday. There's, they haven't seen one corona patient yet. What were the people doing all day? What on earth were they doing? So they stopped staffing it on Tuesday because it had not used any of the 94 beds there. Not one bed. That's because Cape Cod and Falmouth hospitals still have plenty of beds available for patients because all their elective surgeries and non-emergency cases had been postponed. It's, again, how, do, how does anybody, I'm trying, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a little nicer tonight, but I, I, I'm probably not going to work. It's probably not going to happen. But I just, I just, all the quarantining mask wearer, social distance believers, because you have to be a, a member of the Church of Coronatology to wear that. You, you have great faith. You know, faith, faith comes by hearing here by the word of God. That's true faith. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is faith every time. Faith, that's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is faith in anything. All right, so we, true faith comes from the word of God, but faith, faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of the unseen. So you have to be a firm member of the Church of Coronatology to still believe that it's a, this, an apocalyptic pandemic, that it's a deadly virus statistically, because it's not. 33, we started off with 30, 30, 330 million Americans 
back in January before anybody worried about it, and we still have 330 million Americans. Bubonic plague killed half of Europe. And you have to be a devout worshiper of Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates. And of course, it has to be an online service if you're going to be a devout worshiper of theirs. But as you're worshiping them on your online service because you can't be near anybody, you have to be a very devout believer in the coronavirus to still be wearing a mask and quarantining yourself and social distancing because there is no statistics that back up what you're doing. Oh, that's not what CNN says. Oh, well, Christians, again, descending order, Christians, conservatives, liberals. Who is it that you're listening to? The conservatives out there, Stephen Crowder, you know, I'm, I'm not putting myself at the level. These guys are way more famous, obviously. You have way more, you know, people watching them. But, you know, Stephen Crowder, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, Glenn Beck are all saying what I'm saying. now, And not only me, I want you to go on YouTube and actually search and go doctors against the coronavirus response and they're not up for very long because i'm sure they're going to be uh you know taken down by by uh, by uh youtube at any moment or facebook or anything else but the thing is go on there there's it's not just me and it's many many now that are saying to you the coronavirus is the flu statistically it is the flu. no tom there's seventy-seven thousand dead people even if that was true the flu itself all alone killed 80,000 in 2017. And I'm going to go over another flu tonight that happened in 1968 that's dwarfing the coronavirus that we had right here. And we had Woodstock during it. So it's time to, to burn, you'll go up to your high places and burn your altars to coronatology. All right, onward, here we go. Well, you know, I always like to give this the updated stats, of course. So here you got Massachusetts who's taken down a field hospital after it's been up for who knows how long, whether it's been months, it's been at least a month. It's got to be five or six weeks since this hospital has been up and never served one Corona patient. I'm wondering what everybody was doing standing there for at least a month standing there without one patient, 94 beds with no patients. So in the, in the state of Massachusetts, you have a 0.06% chance of ever dying of Corona. Post-infection, you have a 0.1 to 0.4% chance of dying of Corona post-infection. So a one-tenth to four-tenths of 1% chance of dying of Corona post-infection. All right, Beaver, uh, Pennsylvania. Who's on here with me? I, I'm not seeing too many. Uh, yeah, they're not popping up. <laughs> I can't see who's, I'm looking to see who's joining me on here. I'm, I'm not, I know there's a bunch of people on, but... I can't, for some reason, you're not popping up on here. I love you guys. I don't know why. Technology's technology. But anyway, all right, Pittsburgh. We're at Beaver, Pennsylvania. Beaver County District Attorney's Office will not prosecute businesses that open. This is just from yesterday. Businesses that open in violation of Governor Tom Wolf's shutdown order. Good. Now, that's what you do. Now, that's step one. But don't go in there and social distance either. Don't go in there and open up your, your barbershop or your hair salon or your pool store or whatever it is, a restaurant. Don't go in there with masks on. Don't go in there and social distance. We've got to stand up. Nobody has the right to do that to you. Nobody has the right. You have, your, you have the Bill of Rights. You have the Constitution. Nobody has the right to make a law in violation of the Constitution. 
Nobody has the right to do that. So you, we can no longer go in and we, we were acquiescing to, I mean, people were acquiescing to a degree. Yes, we started, we believe that we can conduct our, our, uh, you know, our, our businesses in compliance with CDC guidelines. Forget the CDC guidelines. They're all based on a presumption that this is a bubonic plague. It's not. So what the Beaver County District Attorney is to say, we will not prosecute businesses that open in violation of Governor Tom Wolf's shutdown order. The current orders defining which businesses are life-sustaining and which are not life-sustaining bear no rational basis to the businesses impacted and the ability of the business to operate in a safe and and uh, ther- and uh, and are therefore unenforceable, District Attorney Tom Lozier said. So again, the governor's out there, you're essential, you're non-essential. Way too much power for all these little Stalins, these little Castros, these little Mussolinis out there. Way too much power. So what this guy is saying is that these, they're, he's just simply saying it. It's unconstitutional. Now he, the problem is, is that he gives, he gives in a little bit. He says that these businesses can operate in a safe manner. It's safe no matter how you do it. It's no matter what. Herd immunity is going to win out. It's safe no matter what. The people who are immune compromised, who, are, who already have pre-existing conditions, should isolate every flu season. But for, for the rest of us, herd immunity is going to win out. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll, here's the example. It's 2020. So if you take all of 20, 2020 and 2021, and you say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to stave off the coronavirus somehow. It's never going to work. Eventually, people have to come out. Eventually, right? So you can say, okay, well, you know, for the first six months of 2020, we held it at bay. Well, by the end of 2021, the exact same amount of people will have had it with the exact same amount of people who have died from it. It's the way that it is. There's no way. And you can't, you cannot continue to isolate yourself. You, you can't. It doesn't kill the virus. All you're doing is keeping the virus from working its way through. Well, we're hoping, we're hoping for a vaccine. We've had flu vaccines. 80,000 Americans died of the flu in 2017, where 40 or 50,000 have died this year. And many of our flu deaths are being credited to corona. So how many have really, really died of the flu this year? We don't have any idea. Nor will we probably ever know. Unless somebody really honest gets in there. But now, I mean... It's almost impossible to find out. This decision, back to Pittsburgh, this decision comes after the governor's announcement Friday, here we go with the colors, Friday that 13 southwestern counties would move to, to the yellow phase on May 15th. What on earth the yellow phase means, I don't know. It just means that he still has control over everything. You're good. You're not good. You're essential. You're not essential. You're life-sustaining. You're not life-sustaining. What happened to us? Does every, you know... I have a DVR. I'm one of, you know, I DVR a lot of shows. So I have shows that were, you know, around obviously pre Corona. And I look back on those shows and I'm flipping, you know, through and, and I see like a commercial from back in the day. Remember, it's every single commercial right now is during these unprecedented times. You know, I mean, I'm like, they're not unprecedented and there's nothing to fear. But I look back on those. And I'm like, man, I remember when America was America. Does everyone remember? You remember when it was? It wasn't that long ago. I mean, what do we got? It really didn't start until February. So February, March, April, now we're in May. So like four months ago, it was normal. What on earth has happened? And all for what? For a virus with a 0.1% post-infection death rate 
identical to the flu. That's what it is. So the, go- so the decision comes after the governor's announcement on Friday that 13 southwestern counties will move to the yellow phase on May 15th. The list did not include Beaver County. That's the people that are not the, 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 the Beaver County district attorneys who we're hearing from. The list did not include Beaver County, which would stay in the red phase where the stay-at-home order is still in effect. How does he decide that? I mean, how does he decide that? These are the same people that are arresting people mountain biking alone in the middle of nowhere. These are the same people arresting a surfer surfing alone. These are the same people. Same idea. Tom Wolf is no different than Gavin Newsom. I don't know which one's more of an insult to the other, but they're, they're birds of a feather, and yes, they flock together. So obviously there has to be, again, just horrendous, there has to be horrendous death count in the state of Pennsylvania, right? This has to be an, uh, just a horrendous death count. Well, what do we got? You have a 0.02% chance of dying from coronavirus in the state of Pennsylvania. Post-infection death rate is 0.1 to 0.3%. That's using their numbers, by the way. This is straight off the CDC website. 0.1 to 0.3%. So three-tenths of 1% chance of dying of corona post-infection, a two-one-hundredths of 1% chance of dying from it, period, in the state of Pennsylvania. And he's got a phase one, phase two. Justify that to me. I, I mean, I... I I'm trying not to get overly frustrated with, with human life right now, but I can flat out tell you that I'm wondering why is there a yellow? Why is Beaver County in red? Over what? Over what? Is everybody getting this? Here's an interesting thing. This is from two days ago. Plat- platforms, including Facebook, Alphabet's YouTube, Vimeo, Twitter are struggling to stay ahead. Now, this is good. This is, we need to keep up with this. When they take down one of our videos, put it back up. Don't, don't be offended. Put the thing back up. They're never going to tell you why. Someday you may see me disappear off of here. And I'll, put, I'll go on the radio or something. I don't know what I'll do. But we have to just keep posting our videos. You know, the Judy Mikovits, the Dr. Judy Mikovits video. Yeah, I'm sure it's getting taken down all the time. It's being called the you know, pandemic, plan, I'm going to say it, pandemic, pandemic. I'm sure it's being taken down. Keep putting it back up. Keep putting it back up. Put it on your Facebook page. Post it on the YouTube. Make them find it. Name it something else. But they're struggling to stay ahead of the spread of the pandemic, and they call it conspiracy video. This is, of course, from CNBC. The video contained, this is what CNBC says. And by the way, Quarantine Christians, quarantine Christians voluntarily quarantining yourselves and wearing masks and social distancing. Are you sure you want to walk in lockstep with CNBC and Governor Tom Wolf and Gavin Newsom and Ralph Northam and Andrew Cuomo, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden? That's who, that's who wants to keep all the lockdowns going. That's who's selling this. You know, you got Neil Ferguson who lied to Fauci and Burks, who then lied to Trump about how bad this was going to go. I think Trump is coming to the realization. He's talking about disbanding his Corona task force. Thank, thank the Lord. Because that's the, the biggest grouping of idiots in the world. I mean, Anthony Fauci is a galactic failure at all of this. 
He hasn't, Anthony Fauci hasn't seen a patient for 40 years. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And we're going to get deep into him before we get off of here tonight too. But you just, the video, this is what CNBC says. The video contains claims that defy the advice of medical experts. She is a medical expert. She's a, a molecular biologist. The video con contains claims that defy the, the advice of medical experts. Well, who are those? Neil Ferguson? Anthony Fauci? Advice of medical experts such as the sheltering in, such as that sheltering in place harms consumers' immune systems. It does. That's not just the docs from LA that, of course, they took their video down, and many others are saying the exact same things. Doctors are making. What have you ever seen in your life? Doctors making Facebook Live videos, going, "What is going on? And why are we being told to alter death certificates? Why are we being told to give people therapies that don't work? Why are we being told not to give patients hydroxychloroquine, which absolutely works basically, statistically, 100% of the time? Why is that happening? Because the love of, First Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Why would you ever... Uh, social distancing quarantine christian why would you ever walk in lockstep with people who are following the spirit of the world we have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god that we may understand what god has freely given us the spirit of the world is the devil and that is that's first corinthians chapter two look it up for yourself Verse, uh, it's verse 12, 2.12, 1 Corinthians 2.12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So all these pastors out there trying to be a great community partner, you're partnering with the devil. Well, I know some good people. Listen, if they're not followers of Jesus, they're not following the word of God. Their Lord is something or somebody else. You should never partner with them. If they say jump, you go, no, not how high. And still, to this day, right now, I'm, I'm, um, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown said that many, many, many churches are opening in California. Good. Do it full steam. Fill them up. Fill them up. We, it's, this, this requires a nonviolent revolution. We have got to stand up. There cannot be any more, okay, we're going to open up our churches safely and have a, you know, only have 10 people maximum. No. That's what you say the lie. No. Every time. That's what you do every time. I have, I'm telling you, I know you've heard this before. I have never put out one extra bottle of hand sanitizer in this church. Never. You know why? I'm not jumping in that river. I'm not jumping into that rushing river heading to hell. Because even though I may jump at it five miles down that river, I'm still in the rapids heading to hell, heading to the waterfall. The moment that you start putting out extra hand sanitizer, you're buying into the lie. No, that's what you say. And I just hope that from CNBC, I hope they just keep continuing to fail. They're having trouble keeping up with us. There's more and more that are joining with us. More and more. Don't give in, ever. All right, from the Daily Wire. What time is it? All right, from the Daily Wire. At a protest rally to open Riverside County from a stay-at-home from stay-at-home orders implemented across the state, a California family, a California family physician 
who is an associate clinical professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine. Here we go again. When have you ever seen this? When have you ever seen doctors come out like this? Ever? Okay, 51. Okay, I've been an adult since, let's see, 1986. I've never seen this. I've never seen doctors come out like this. So you have this doctor coming out. I mean, listen to the credentials. Associate clinical professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine, gave an impassioned speech. This is just yesterday, citing the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Dr. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bark Proclaim, he claimed as we see the statistics come in we're realizing that here we go now remember 0.1 every time every time dr jeffrey uh it's either barquet or bark i'm gonna say barquet claimed as we see the statistics come in we're realizing that the fatality rate of this virus is in the ballpark of a bad seasonal flu this is not the redneck pastor in Inglewood, Florida. This is associate clinical professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine. He just told you, quarantine, mom of the year. Why are you still in your house? Why are you not coming to church? Why won't you go within six feet of somebody? And by the way, what, what made six feet magical? Anybody asking? We keep, we, people are speaking Corona language. I refuse. I won't say a word about it, ever. Neither should you. Because, listen, the response to this is a complete and total hoax meant to steal your constitutional freedoms. Not this guy, not ever. All right, illness and uh, seasonal influenza. What we're also knowing is that just like other respiratory viral illnesses in the past, we get over this virus by achieving herd immunity. Not the, ju- not the nut job right wingers. This is from this <laughs> professor at the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine. He just said herd immunity. We can never achieve herd immunity by keeping the herd quarantined. See what I'm saying? No matter what, Dr. Erickson, I'm not, when I say herd immunity is going to wear out, that's not my wisdom. That's Dr. Erickson, one of the LA docs that was, that was banned from, from YouTube when his, his video was taken down. He said herd immunity will win out. You may, you may delay it, but eventually it's going to win out with the same amount of cases. It, if you hide in your home, you're diminishing your own immune system and making yourself more vulnerable when you come out. Moms, with your kids, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You're hurting your own kids. Tom, that's awfully bold. It's true. Listen, truth is truth. There's no positive truth. There's no negative truth. There's no old school truth or new school truth. Truth is truth. That's it. If you are keeping your kids quarantined, you are damaging their immune system. The doc just said it. We can never achieve herd immunity by keeping the herd quarantined. He said, what if wearing a mask in public is not effective? Hmm. Surprising. He said, he introduced himself. He said, my name is Dr. Jeff Barquet, and I am here representing thousands of, of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced. Now, who would you rather have look at you if you were sick right now? Dr. Barquet or Anthony Fauci? 
This is a man on the front lines every day. And I'm not talking about Corona front lines. As we just saw a minute ago, they're taking down those front lines and nobody was ever at the front lines. You know, Tom, that's not true. New York is, we got one place, one place, one place, New York. And even that, we all know what they're doing with their numbers. I mean, you're going to trust, trust Phil Murphy and Andrew Cuomo, both of them looking for a federal bailout. And the more Corona deaths they have, the more money goes their way because both of their states have been mismanaged for decades, including their own mismanagement over the last decade. These doctors, this is a doctor saying, you don't think they talk to each other? Well, we don't believe you, Tom, because you're just a a pastor. Don't. I'm reading you from what a doctor says. You You don't believe. Go Daily Wire. This is from yesterday on the Daily Wire. Don't believe me. I'm fine with people not believing me. I'm just reading you what other people say. I'm here representing thousands of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced because we don't agree with with the mainstream media and the experts, I'm putting the quotes on there, and the experts who are telling us what to do. And they're all putting out Facebook, uh, Facebook Live videos. Take a look for yourself. Here's that flu I was telling you about. This happened in 1968, the year that I was born. About it's, This happened, uh, let's see, three months after I was born. Here we go. The flu spread from Hong Kong to the United States, arriving December 1968, 1968 and peaking a year later. It ultimately killed 100,000 people in the U- U.S., mostly over the age of 65, and 1 million worldwide. In 1968-69, says Nathaniel Moyar of the National Interest, the H3N2... See, there it's named, H1N1, swine flu. Here's the H3N2. Pandemic killed more individuals in the U.S. than that combined total of the American fatalities during the Vietnam and, and, and Korean Wars. People are saying that same stuff about corona right now. Nothing was, which is not true, but I won't get into that at the moment. Nothing was closed by force. Schools mostly stayed open. Businesses did too. You could go to the moon. You're like, well, 100,000 people died because no it was going to happen anyway you if you delay it and weaken everybody's immunity it may have been 300,000 I hope that's not what we're doing now because these things never go away coronavirus isn't going to disappear because you're sitting in your house it doesn't disappear like that you think people remember what the original intent of the stay-at-home orders was do you remember was simply stay at home for like two weeks, and now we're on six, seven. Many of you went in before they even told you to, was so that the hospitals could get properly staffed, properly get plenty of materials in there, get all all that they needed, and then we're supposed to open the country back up. Why didn't we? Because everybody got power hungry, and everybody got scared, or some combination therein. And then there's those of us like me who are going, why? The whole time, why? So onward with this thing. You could go to bars and restaurants. John Fun has a, this is one of the writers of this, John Fun has a friend who reports having attended a Grateful Dead concert. In fact, people have no memory or awareness that, this, that the famous Woodstock concert of 1969, planned in January during the worst period of death, actually occurred during a deadly American flu pandemic. You, you never hear it, right? 
That's the way we should be treating this. It's the way we should be doing this. We could actually be smarter now. Because now that we have more knowledge than we did then, well, what should we have done? Oh, we're doing it. We're shutting everything down. No, no, it doesn't work. That just damages your own immune system. What we should have done and what Cuomo didn't do, and you look at the statistics coming out. I didn't have time to do that today, but I'm going to do that for my next one. The demographics coming out of the state of New York and who's dying and where they're dying, look out. I'm telling you, I'll tell you from what I said on Thursday, 66% of New York's new corona patients are coming from people who are in their state, who have, who have stayed at home, have, have quarantined themselves, have obeyed stay-at-home stay orders. 66% of their new cases are people who complied with stay-at-home orders. The next closest is from nursing homes, which is 17%. They're basically, everybody's coming from the, all the new patients are coming from, from people who actually obeyed what the quote-unquote experts told them to do. The people like me are walking around doing whatever we want. We're not sick. It's just incredible. Right? Continuing on, the stock markets didn't crash. This is the 1968-69 flu. 100,000 Americans died. Stock markets did. So what you get, you get a choice. You can either have the deaths and an economic collapse or you can just have the deaths and you can actually lower the deaths by keeping all the vulnerable inside the vulnerable the worst thing you can do is quarantine the healthy because you're lowering their immune system this isn't me talking this is the docs don't discount it why don't you look it up instead all right I'm trying to get through these things without <laughs> losing my voice. I got to preach tomorrow morning. And by the way, just once again, if you're anywhere near Inglewood, Florida, look it up on the map. 3385 South Access Road right here. 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Get your fanny to church. Don't miss church. Just cause, listen, just because your pastor decided to be a lapdog for the government and close his church don't watch listen okay I'll, I'll be even more bold tom you're supposed to be talking about the 68 69 flu i can't i can't i'm going to be even more bold just because just because your pastor closed don't watch those stupid online services get to a church that's open even if you're not 100 in agreement listen if you're Pente if you're pentecostal like i am spirit-filled like i am and a baptist church is open get there you know, don't be a jerk in there and, and make, try to make them comply with you. Get there. Support a pastor who has some guts. Get there. I don't, you, you got to drive two hours to be here tomorrow morning? We start, listen, you got to leave your house at eight. Be here tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll, we'll work you in. If I have to take all of my regular people and make room for you, we'll make room for you. And let's get in as close as we possibly can. And let's extra hug. Let's hug more than normal. How blasphemous is that to coronatology? Yeah, I blaspheme coronatology every day of my life. It's a flu bug. It's all it's ever been. Statistically, how, how many cases we have, identical to the flu. How many deaths we have, identical to the flu. Post-infection death rate, identical to the flu. And we've got all the deceived Americans walking around, faithful followers of Anthony Fauci and Andrew Cuomo and Burks and Gates and everybody else with their mask on that's how you know if you're a devotee if you're a devotee uh fauci follower you got a mask on that's you get that thing off and be in church tomorrow morning 
If I'm too far, listen, there's kind of like outlaw websites you can go on that's got churches that are open in your area. Drive, support those guys. That may be where you need to go from now on. You may have to devote yourself to driving an hour every Sunday. I would never go back to a church that closed. Never. Now, listen, sometimes, you know, after Rodney Howard Brown got arrested, he had no choice. You can't just get arrested Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But your pastor should have stood up. You got Pastor Tony, Tony Spell up there in Louisiana. He's taking pinch after pinch. You know, I mean, he's up, he, he walked out of his house with his, with his ankle bracelet on. You know, he's got the, the ankle monitor on. You know, I'm, that's the church I'm going to. I'm not, listen, I'm, not going to these, I'm not going to these pansy churches that are doing online services. Not doing it. I'm out. I'm out. Some of you are going to need to find yourself a new pastor. You're going to have to go. You know, some of you aren't anywhere near me or anything else. I'm just saying, go. And, you're going to need to go and find somebody else. Unless, unless if the pastor comes out and publicly repents, that's one thing. I just, I thank God for Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He, listen, somebody, sometimes people ask me, why aren't you talking about this pastor and this pastor, and you're only talking about Rodney Howard Brown? Rodney Howard Brown did what needed to be done for the nation. He did what needed to be done for the nation. See, he was a big, he's a big name. I've known about uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown for, since 1990. Even before, I heard about him in the 80s, I think. So, I mean... Somebody in the, who had a big name needed to take a big time pinch. He needed to get arrested, and it was him. And, and we just, we, you need to listen, you need to support the River Church of Tampa. You need to support them. That, that man took the pinch for the nation. All right? And it's different. Like if I got arrested and, started and came back the next day, it, it got like 150 people, 200 people here max. Okay, it's different when you go in there and you got five, 6,000 people. It's different. What they had eighty some odd thousand death threats, uh, gunshots at their sign. There's a whole lot different about reopening that church. He did what he's doing exactly what the Holy Spirit has told him to do, and he set the he set the standard for the nation. That's what we've got to do. You've got to stand up. And Dr. Rodney Howard Brown did that. I just love that man for that. Set the standard. But in this 1968-69 flu, stock markets didn't crash. Because of the flu, Congress passed no legislation. The Federal Reserve did nothing. Not a single governor acted to enforce social distancing. Thank God. Curve flattening, even though hundreds of thousands of people were hospitalized, or banning of crowds. None of that happened. No mothers were arrested for taking their kids to the park. No surfers were arrested all alone. It didn't happen. That's what we should be doing now. Nothing's, you're, we're saving lives by, 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 by isolating ourselves. No, you're not. That's just what the commercials are telling you. You're not doing anything. I'm telling you, you're doing nothing. If you did anything, you postponed. You postponed some deaths until everybody's immune system got really weak, and then you're going to create more deaths. That's all you're doing is harm. That's all you're doing. Fox News from three days ago, four days ago. New York City, one of my favorite people, build a New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and NYD, NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea stated outright this week that people are not permitted to gather for protests in public to the coronavirus pandemic. The city leaders pointed to the need to maintain social distancing. In other words, weaken yourself more and more and make yourself more vulnerable to COVID. 
in order to, to prevent greater, the, the greater spread of COVID-19. You can't stop the spread. You can't. It doesn't work that way. We still have, you know, they, the flus go by, the, by a letter. We still have flu A. We still have flu B. We still have H1N1. We still have the bird flu. We still have common cold. So what is, tell me what isolating and safer at home orders really do. Quarantining is, they don't do anything. They prevent people from getting immune to it. That's it. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable and actually making the inevitable worse by staying at home and quarantining yourself. But there's what the experts are saying, right? Billy de Blasio and the police chief. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the police stuff is what really brings out the inner rage. Because I was a cop for 25 years, to 1992 to 2017. I was a cop straight that whole time. And the cop stuff really, really enrages me. How a chief of police, a police commissioner, chief of police for all intents and purposes, Dermot Shea, how can he say this? I'll read their full statement. Stating that this takes precedent over, over people's rights to exercise their First Amendment rights of, of freedom of speech and assembly. That is illegal. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up a notch. That's actually treasonous. We don't have rulers. We have a constitution for the goofball Christians still waltzing around with Romans chapter 13. We don't have rulers. We have a constitution. We have representatives. The constitution is our ruling authority. You know, if you want to violate the Constitution, it's a very simple process. You amend the Constitution. A mayor sitting up on his Stalinist throne in New York City and the police commissioner as his lapdog sitting right next to him cannot overthrow the Constitution. You still have a right to free speech. You still have the right to assemble and every other constitutional right. If they want to because of Corona, then go amend the Constitution. That's their only way. They are committing treason by doing this. Continuing with Blasio's blitherings on here, you're talking about some of, of the values we hold in the highest regard in this country and certainly in the city. The right for people to gather, the right to free speech that he's arbitrarily taking away, and the right to protest. Actually, this is the police commissioner saying this. Shea said during a Monday press conference, press conference but now comes the bad news we're in a pandemic no 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 you have to amend it pandemic is not an amendment to the constitution an amendment is an amendment to the constitution we're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued exec wait a minute okay again let's go over it executive order amends the constitution or an amendment amends the constitution Bill de Blasio, who is, who, who is this goof, goof stick anyway? Who is he? Who, who's Bill? Who cares? Bill de Blasio? He's going to pull people's constitutional rights? Who, who, who is he to do this? Who, who, what has he accomplished in his life that has given him so much authority that he can trump the Constitution of the United States of America? You want to change the Constitution, you amend it. You don't have a pandemic. You don't have an executive order that does nothing to the Constitution. 
New Yorkers, you have the right to assemble. You have the right to free speech. You have the right to gather in church on Sunday morning. And you ought to be doing it. I was willing to take the pinch. Are you? Rodney Howard Brown was willing to take the pinch and did. Are you? Stand up for your rights. But now comes the bad news. We're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic and executive orders have been issued. Oh, wow. Executive orders have been, have been issued. So uh, that's it for me. No way. These are laws that have been passed down through executive order to keep people alive. No, they're not. They're so Billy de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo can get a bailout. That's what it's all about. While we greatly, greatly respect the right of people to protest, there should not be protests taking place in the middle of a pandemic by gathering outside and putting people at risk. Isn't it interesting how they're, what they're doing? It's very interesting what they're doing, isn't it? They actually take away your constitutional rights and then, and then prevent you from protesting taking away their constitutional rights. So they take away your constitutional rights and then take away your constitutional right to protest it. Can you imagine that? That is what is going, it was nothing I shouldn't have even said. Can you imagine it? Just look at New York, that's what they're doing. Truly is an incredible time and that many people are not standing up to this. All right, Breitbart from yesterday. California Governor Gabby Newsom. I like how I've named them all different names now. Got Andy Cuomo, Gabby Newsom, Philly Murphy. On Friday, signed an executive order permitting all registered voters in the Golden State to vote by mail. Don't, hey, don't worry. There's no, don't worry. Hey, quarantine mom, Christian of the year, sending out your goofy Facebook memes. Don't worry. There's, there's no ulterior motives to this. Just stick your hand, head further and further in the sand. All the Christians who aren't paying attention to this and are preaching love. Listen, the word of God is love. It's the word of love. God is love, 1 John 4, 16. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. So he's the love of truth. God is love. Gavin Newsom on Friday signed an executive order permitting all registered voters in the Golden State to vote by mail in the upcoming presidential election. How many months are we away? May, June, July, August, September, October. We're, we're six months from there. Six months. And the man just said he just gave all of his voters the right to vote by mail. It's way different than just people doing absentee. Do you know how much corruption there's been in the state of California? That's coming on my next podcast. In voter fraud in the New York, I'll read you. Here's the Trump campaign's response to this illustrious measure. I can't believe nobody can see the ulterior motives here. This is a thinly veiled political tactic by Governor Newsom to undermine election security. There is a vast difference between people voting absentee by mail because they can't be at the polls on election day versus mailing everyone a ballot. Sending everyone a ballot, even those who didn't request one, is a wide open opportunity for fraud. California has a bad record of ensuring that people on their voter rolls still live at the same address, still reside in California, or, e or are even still alive. 
Everyone is concerned about the safety of voters, but jeopardizing election security is the wrong way to go about it. Now, here's the thing. I'm not defending Gavin Newsom at all. But the problem is, is that the Trump campaign bought into it there. Remember the river? You got five miles of raging river heading towards the waterfall of hell, heading down the waterfall of hell. The river is a giant lie. No matter where you jump in, you jump in at the furthest point where you're just like, you know, I don't really believe in it, but you know, I'm going to give people their space. No, you just jumped in. You're still rushing toward hell. Look what happened here. I told you from the beginning, Trump should have handled this just like Sweden did. He would have taken his lumps from the media. He's taking them now. The man commanded Trump, President Trump, whom I love and I'm voting for. I'm just saying he commanded private industry to make ventilators. Remember, Andrew Cuomo, how many ventilators do you need, Andy? 30,000. How many do they use? 4,000. Remember, he converted private industry to make ventilators, got people to volunteer to do it, right? And all for, for what? And see, once you jump into that river, and he does all this, he, he does it all, and was the media going to love him now? Of course not. They will never love him. Trump could sprout wings right now, fly over the country, burping out Corona cure, then it cures the entire country and the, and the New York Times tomorrow would say that he violated air traffic laws. There's nothing you can do to please the media. He should have recognized that. He definitely shouldn't listen to Neil Ferguson from London, the same goofball that said the bird flu would kill 200 million and it killed 100. He listened to him whisper in Fauci's ear who whispered in his ear. Never should have listened to the goofballs. Listen, Fauci has ulterior motives. And hopefully I have time to get into that a little bit tonight. From Todd Starnes. Here's, a, here's just a funny little one. Now comes word from Appleton, Wisconsin, that even America's favorite pastime is forbidden. Police, this ought to bother you, some of you quarantined baseball moms. Police were captured on video shutting down baseball practice because of the Chinese virus. A bunch of young people and their coaches had gathered on a field to play ball, but officers showed up and told them it was against the rule. What rule? I mean, I'm no baseball aficionado, but I played baseball and watched plenty of baseball, and I can tell you nobody's near each other. The only one that's anywhere near anybody is the batter and the catcher. That's it. They can't be out there hitting a couple balls around. The cops showed up. You're okay with this? Christians, are you all right? Listen, I, I, you're like, why are you always talking to Christians? Again, it's out of descending order. Christians, conservatives, and then whatever happens to the liberals happens. Because I'm, I still don't see Christians going to church. Why are you not in church? Pastors, I, I still don't see you open. Right here in Florida, we've never been closed. We've never had an executive order. We've never been told to social distance in church. And yet 99.99% of pastors, their churches are closed right now. We had a pastor, again, I don't mean to keep talking about Dr. Rodney tonight, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown took the pinch for all of us. The governor came back two days later and says that churches are now essential. They was never closed before that. They may have been heading towards that way, but Rodney Howard Brown bridged the gap for all of us, and now you just stay open. Why are you closed? Why are you closed? You have Wisconsin, you know what the post-infection death rate is in Wisconsin, same as it is everywhere else. 0.05 to 0.1% post-infection death rate. They probably have a 0.001 or 0.002 chance of ever dying of corona in the state of Wisconsin. 
But here we are. Cops. Cops. And what are they doing? Cops, listen to me. I've been one of you. Not for two years. Not for 10 years. Not for 20 20 years. 25 years straight, I was a full-time law enforcement officer. I would never do that. Never. I'd, I'd quit first. I'd sue them. I'd make them fire me. Then I'd sue them to get a million dollars for my retirement and then come back. You, cops, you've got to stand up. You took an oath. Executive orders and county commission orders, county ordinances cannot trump the Constitution of the United States of America. You cannot arrest people for violating an unconstitutional law. You are breaking the law. Don't do it. From RT question mode, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has appointed, listen to this now, ex-Google executive Eric Schmidt to lead a panel on post-pandemic reform. See how it's all about saving lives, huh? Is it? Christians staying at home. You still believe the government's looking out for you? Is that what you believe? If you believe that, you're choosing to be willfully ignorant. Start reading an article or two. Well, I don't, Tom, I don't think your tone is very loving. Jesus made a whip of cords and drove all the hypocrites out of the temple. You need to start reading your Bible too. Start worrying way more about truth than tone. Open up your Bible and see how many exclamation marks come after the things that Jesus said. He called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious, the religious leaders of the day, he called them sons of hell. He called it one of his closest disciples, Satan. He called the Pharisees and the Sadducees whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones who appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man's bones. You sure you're following, those of you Christians who are so worried about tone, you sure you're following the Jesus of the Bible, which is the only Jesus? Or are you following a Jesus of your own machination? You just made up because it's comfortable for you. I don't like being confronted. Well, Jesus was very confrontational. So if you don't like being confronted, you would not like, I'm telling you, Jesus would get voted out of 99.9% of the churches right now as their pastor, they'd vote him out. And by the way, they're probably the exact same 99.9 that closed the moment that the government told you to close. You couldn't grab your ankles any faster. So New York governor, what time is it? New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, has appointed ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt to take lead of a, of a panel on post-pandemic reform. That's a tongue twister. Of health and education, health and education systems, despite criticism for taking other billionaires with conflicts of interest on board. <laughs> What's health and education have to do with coronavirus? Explain that to me. The panel's initial priorities will be telehealth, remote learning, again, and broadband. What does that have to do with the coronavirus? Schmidt announced dropping into Cuomo's podcast. The former Google exec still receives a paycheck from parent company Alphabet, blah, 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 blah. While Cuomo confirmed in the same presser that the state is partnering with New York, New York Mayor Mike, former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg, another billionaire, in, in building a human contact tracing network. So here he is partnering with Google 
And now he's partnering with Bloomberg for his contact tracing network. How does that not send shivers up your spine? I've said mom a bunch of time. Quarantine dad who should be spiritually leading your house and leading your home out of your house this Sunday, tomorrow, back into church. If you hate me now, find another one. Quarantine dad, mask wearing dad, social distancing dad. Are you seeing this? How does it not send shivers up your spine? That the governor of the fourth largest state in the union is looking to hire hundreds or thousands of people called contact tracers and partnering with big tech to do it. Nobody can deny it. This, this, is, this is out. This is mainstream news. Contact tracing has become a mainline vernacular term in the church of coronatology. If you're wondering what church of coronatology is, that's my own creation. You're welcome. At the same time, the tech giant's insatiable hunger for health data has, has he, as evidenced by initiatives like Project Nightingale and Google's acquisition of Fitbit, is unlikely to sit well with New, York, New Yorkers concerned about the company's privacy record. Cuomo was previously dis- diluged by criticism after announcing on Tuesday that he would place Bill and Melinda Gates in charge of developing a blueprint to reimagine education in the new normal. Did you just hear this? Did you hear this? What's the biggest, what's the largest state of the union? California, Texas, Florida, New York. Two out of the top four in, in Florida, was within 10,000 votes of electing Andrew Gillum. So we're not far from it. Sadly, thank God for Ron DeSantis winning. But we're not far from this. Did you, did you just hear what I just said? I'll read it to you again. Cuomo is previ- was previously deluged, diluged with criticism for after announcing on Tuesday, this is Tuesday this week, four days ago, that he would place the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in charge of developing a blueprint to reimagine education in the new normal. How Quarantine dad, quarantine mom, quarantine Christians. Do you read the book of Revelation? Have you ever read it? Goodness. I mean, I really want you to, I really, really want you to think about this. Basically, re-education camps in the new normal. I'll keep going. Praising former Microsoft CEO Bill Gates as a visionary. The, the, The governor of the third largest state in the union calls Bill Gates, or the fourth largest state in the union, a visionary. And calling for state schools to be revolutionized. Yavoya coming on. And what do I need to do, Commissar? Public schooling groups slammed the billionaire, accusing him of promoting one failed education initiative after another. Bill Gates can't do anything right. But he certainly can do a lot evil. He's got that going for himself. 
The New York governor's history with his state's health care system is equally checkered, marked by a long string of budget cuts. You wondering why they needed 30,000 ventilators? Because they auctioned the ones they had. The man is a dundering fool. And people, people worship him like they do Fauci. A long string of budget cuts, cuts hospital consol- consolidations, whatever the word is, and layoffs and his pledge to revolutionize the chronically strapped system has already gotten off on a bad foot. On Wednesday, Cuomo announced that out-of-state nurses who had come to New York to help on the coronavirus pandemic would have to pay state income tax. The man's unbelievable. These women come, allegedly, to risk their lives. I'm not buying into that. If you buy it, you jump in anywhere in the river. You jump anywhere in the raging river of lie. Heading towards the waterfall straight to hell, you're going to go there. It's a raging river. If you're five miles away, you just got a little bit longer, but you're heading that way. But look at what Cuomo's doing. Listen to the verbiage from the Daily Journal two days ago. Dr. Anthony Fauci confirmed Friday the idea of Americans carrying around certificates of immunity. Do you remember America? Do you remember, remember Christmas? Oh, Christmas. Do you remember Christmas? Oh, it's gone. I hope we can get it back. Everyone's got to stand up, though. You can't, you can't buy it. No more six feet. No more 10 people only services. No more online services. No more social distancing. No more new normal talk. You can't jump in anywhere in the river of lie. Listen, did everyone just hear this? Certificates of immunity. What, are we going to sew on gold stars next? Is be, Dr. Anthony Fauci confirmed on Friday the idea of Americans carrying around certificates of immunity is being considered as a possibility to identify people who have been infected with the coronavirus and help reopen the U.S. economy. Oh, yeah, that's his motive. Can you imagine a time where Americans carry certificates of immunity? CNN New Day host Allison Camerata asked Fauci during interview interview on Friday. You know that's possible, Fauci, the director, the, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, Diseases, replied. It's one of those things that we talk about when we want to make sure we know who the vulnerable people are and are not. He added, this is something that's being discussed. I think it might actually have some merit under certain circumstances. Don't you worry. Don't, don't worry at all. Quarantine Christians, quarantine conservatives, people who are unwilling, those of you that, that you know, will never say anything to possibly offend somebody and you think that it's loving because you don't read your Bible and find out that Jesus was confrontational and offensive. He talked like I'm talking now. I'm not saying he talked like this all the time, but he talked like this. How do you make a, do you ever read John chapter two, verse 15? He went, he did, Jesus didn't just run them out of the temple. He made the whip of cords himself with his own two hands. It's time to stand up. And believe me, I am not talking about violence. Violence is not needed. What we need is verbiage. What we need is protest. What we need are people opening their businesses. You're like, Tom, you're not practicing what you... Yes, I've already practiced what I preached. Technically, I'm not saying it is this, but technically, the church that I run is a business. It is. 
I didn't close mine, and I knew there could be dire consequences. Get in there and open up your businesses. Don't walk around wearing a mask because the governor says you have to. You may get arrested, and you can sue their butt off for violating your constitutional rights. They do not have the right to tell you to wear a mask. From NewJersey.com on 5-6, Cory Booker. See, Christians? Cory Booker, the notorious pro-choice, pro-death, baby-butchering hack, Senator Cory Booker out of the state of New Jersey. Booker's request goes further. He's asking about releasing convicts, releasing prisoners from New Jersey jails. Booker's request goes further by asking the state to release anyone at least 50 years old and all juveniles. Oh, don't worry. Those kids won't hurt you. Irrespective of offense, no matter what the kid did. What if he's a gang rape? Doesn't matter. Let him out. He, he, won't, he won't gang rape in the middle of a coronavirus, would he? Listen, do, you, do you see the galactic idiocy that's going on? Are you seeing it? Do you feel it? Don't you feel it? Cory Booker dictating that prisoners should be released out into the... what Because of coronavirus, they can't break in your house and steal your stuff? They can't rape anybody? They can't kill anybody? Listen, the, listen the, sheriff down, the sheriff at Hillsborough County, Chad Chronister, learned the hard way after not checking the criminal history of somebody, let him out of the Hillsborough County Jail two days later, arrested him for second-degree murder and a gun, and a gun offense. And it's not the first time either. It's happened in California. One of their sex offenders got rearrested right away. And I'm sure there's multitudes. You can send them to me. And I want to encourage everybody, don't be offended. Okay, if you, if you send me stuff and I don't acknowledge it or whatever, I get a lot of stuff. I still want you to send me stuff. Sometimes I'll be able to talk to you about it. Sometimes I won't. But send me stuff. I like all the stuff you're sending me. I don't mind. Just don't get offended if I don't use it. That's always the problem. <laughs> Sometimes in church, people you tell people, I'd love to hear your opinion. And if you don't do exactly what they say, they get offended. I hate the word offended. But are you hearing this coming out of Booker's mouth? All, all criminals, 50 years of age. Well, he didn't say all. Yeah, maybe he did. By asking the state to release anyone, yeah, all people over 50 years of age and all juveniles, irrespective of offense. So you're going to let the uh, pedophile out that's 52? That's a great idea. But don't, don't worry, the coronavirus will keep him from the seven-year-old girl, right? The seven-year-old girl walking around, right? The, the, the coronavirus will somehow keep that pedophile from her. Booker's request goes further by asking the state to release anyone at 50 years of age or older and all juveniles. Booker's request goes further by asking the state to do these things. They've already released, they're already doing this. Even Murphy, who I cannot stand, seems to be hesitating to do this. But you see Christians, Christian mom, Christian dad, conservative, this is who's dictating corona policy. The conservatives at least are moderate, but they're still in the lie river. I love this out of the, uh, out of the Babylon Bee. This is hysterical. When the lockdown started and stay-at-home orders were issued, this is from two days ago, the Bill of Rights was taken out of the National Archives and put somewhere for safekeeping since it wasn't really needed at the time and no one wanted to get, uh, wanted to get it damaged. Now that states are starting to open things up, no one can seem to find it. <laughs> there you go. 
Here, here's, some, here's some really interesting stuff right here. This is from NPR. This is not from a conservative site at all. National Public Radio, who's on the government dole. U.S. field hospitals stand down, most without treating any. It's an apocalyptic pandemic. Never was, never will be. It never was. It is exactly the same as flu. You know, and I'm going to read this before we go. I've got a list of all the tyrannical governors, and I'm going to read you where their states are at before I close this out tonight. You guys want me to keep going? I'm going to keep going. (laughs) As if you have a choice. You know, you can just turn me off. But All right, so U.S. field hospitals stand down, most without treating how many? Most without treating 500? Most without treating 100? Most without treating 10? Most without treating any? COVID-19 patients. And boy, when I read you the economic toll of this, it is going to bake your bagels. As hospitals were overrun by coronavirus patients in the other parts of the world, the Army Corps is tenuous to believe that. The Army, which wasn't true. I invite you, please go in and study what really happened in Italy. Please study it. The Army Corps of Engineers mobilized the United States hiring private contractors to build emergency field hospitals around the country. The endeavor cost more, get ready, than $660 million. And what they're saying here is $660 million flushed down the toilet. $660 million, according to NPR analysts of federal spending records. But nearly four months into the pandemic, most of these facilities haven't treated 100 200, four, two, any. Most of these facilities have not treated one COVID patient yet. Not one. It's all a facade. Wake up and open your businesses. Be in church. Not only be in church this Sunday, get your arms around a couple people. The Army Corps of Engineers has contracted with private companies to turn convention centers and other sites into emergency field hospitals. Federal spending totaled what I said, $660 million. Most of these facilities have not treated a single COVID-19 patient. They haven't seen one. Others have closed, but it could reopen if, the re- if there is a resurgence. That's what they're going to sell now. They're going to sell you two things. They're going to sell you a resurgence. And you just watch this coming out of Pelosi and Schumer's and Murphy and Cuomo and Newsom. They're all going to talk about testing now. Testing this. Testing. You got to test. You got to test everybody. What good does it do to test for the flu? If you test today, you have to test the exact same person tomorrow. It doesn't do anything. It gives you a rough estimate. Well, that's already been solved. It's, it's already been figured out. Remember, LA, LA County, USC study, Boston study, Stanford study, Miami study, Israeli study, New York study, 6 to 13% of the population anywhere you go outside of probably rural Montana has already had coronavirus. You take that number, you take your number of deaths, and you divide it by 13% of your population that will give you your death count. And I guarantee you, it'll be 0.05% to 0.1%, slightly higher, slightly lower either way, exactly the same as what? The flu every time. This country has had a deception from, from Satan himself 
on, has been bestowed upon us. Listen to these numbers. Listen to these numbers. This is the facilities that were, that were built that nobody ever went into. Sunny Stony Brook from Stony Brook, New York. Turner, well, I'm not going to read the construction company. They built a facility there. It cost $155 million, zero patients. Old Westbury, New York, cost $118 million, saw zero patients. These are field hospitals built by our government. In Chicago, McCormick Place, $85 million, saw 37 patients total. From Westchester County Center in New York, cost $46 million, saw zero patients. Please pull it up yourself, NPR Radio. Think I'm just some you know, right-wing liar? It's, it's available to you. I love the people that put this stuff on my, on, on my, I'm used to the insults and everything else, but I marvel at your galactic stupidity. I, I marvel at your willful ignorance when you could easily pull up the same articles as I am. If you, if you believe in coronatology and you believe that all these, it's a bubonic plague and all these people are dying, then why did not one single patient go into any of these? A big one. This is the biggest one was 37 people. That's the biggest one on the list. Onward. Convention Center Denver, $34 million. They built a field hospital there. How many patients? Zero. Washington Convention Center in D.C. Not yet complete. But lo and behold, they spent $31 million building it. Here's another one. Hope this isn't boring you. It certainly doesn't bore me. Commercial, uh, the uh, Commercial Appeal Building, Memphis, Tennessee. Not yet complete. Saw zero patients, but don't worry, taxpayer. It only cost $26 million. Miami Convention Center. Zero patients, 25 million. Sherman Hospital, Westlake in Elgin, Illinois, 18 million, zero patients. Westlake Hospital in Melrose Park, Illinois, 16 million, saw zero patients. Medical, uh, Metro South Medical Center, Blue Island, Illinois, 14 million dollars, zero patients. The Ranch Events Complex in Loveland, Colorado, ready? Not yet complete. But they spent $13 million. What's the stats out of Colorado? Just let's pull that one. Let's pull that one just out of the, out of, out of the thin air. Ready? Here's your chance of, catching, uh, of dying from COVID in Colorado. 0.01% and post-infection death rate of 0.2%. A total of 904 deaths in Colorado. This, this, this just doesn't, I don't know why I'm picking on Colorado. There's, their $13 million and zero patient facility is actually cheaper than most. Here's a suburban collections show place in Navi, Michigan. They, 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 you know what? They had patients at this one. $11 million. They saw six patients. And finally, one that had a substantial amount of patients at the Javits Center in New York had to be overrun, right? The $11 million spent almost $11.5 million. They saw just over 1,000 patients. East Orange Hospital, East Orange, New Jersey, right? Overrun. They're getting massacred up here, right? Oh, yeah, let's look. New Jersey. 
you have a 0.09% chance of dying of COVID in the state of New Jersey, post-infection death rate 0.6. So you have a 0.09% chance overall of dying. If you got it, you have nine-tenths of 1% chance of dying from COVID, post-infection. But lo and behold, don't worry though, because in East Orange, New Jersey, they spent $11 million on a facility that's yet to complete for COVID-19 patients that'll never be completed and will be torn down. TCF Center in Detroit, $10 million, $9.5 million facility. These are all field hospitals. These, look at, they all didn't exist four months ago. The Army Corps of Engineers hired private companies to build these things, and they hardly any of them, nine out of ten of them, saw zero patients at all. And the ones that did, you're looking at what? There's one with six patients, one with 39. That's the last one here in Detroit. $9.5 million, they saw 39 patients. I thought we were overrun. Well, I thought the bodies were stacking up like cordwood. No, they're closing down all the facilities $660 million later. And believe me, that's only the tip of the iceberg. I didn't even mention the U.S. The USS Comfort, which I believe was $100 million to outfit that giant ship to go into New York Harbor and do nothing. How are people not, how, how is the outrage alone not stirring you back to church and back to your businesses and back to your restaurants? Unbelievable. I, I, I really, 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 really marvel at this stuff. Mount Laurel, New Jersey. One New Jersey town is warning residents against hosting drive-by parades. See, again, I don't mean to keep using this over and over again, but I have to do it. I have to do it. You have a five-mile-long raging river, and the river is called Lies. And it's heading towards a waterfall at 100 miles an hour. And that waterfall goes straight over the cliff, straight to hell. And all the Christian people I've seen them do their drive-in services and their online services, all right, and their, and their parades on their kids' birthdays. And you're thinking, I'm just being a great community member. I'm showing people that I'm good and virtuous. No, you're showing people that you're submissive to lies and that you're a liar yourself. And here's the deal. Once you, could, once you give in, just like the churches in California found out, they went online, they found out that their content was not tolerant enough, so Google banned them. You can zoom all you want. It's got to go through the tech companies. It's got to go through their filters. You think after, we, after all the churches go online that they're going to leave you alone because you complied? Well, you got all these people here in Mount Laurel, New Jersey who complied. They want to do little parades by each other's houses. And look what happens. One New Jersey town is warning residents against hosting drive-by parades to celebrate special events and milestones. In an email... Uh, to parents and staff, the Mount Laurel School District said it was advised that those events contradict Governor Phil Murphy's order against unnecessary travel. Yabo, you commandant. Our district has been advised by the New Jersey uh, Department of Education Office of School Preparedness and Emergency Planning. Another thing that I will call my favorite thing, another grouping of morons. That recent drive-by or wave events. Do you hear this? Are you guys hearing this? This is what they're banning? 
It's truly remarkable that anybody on earth puts up with this. It truly is remarkable that anybody on earth puts up with this. To me, absolutely remarkable. School leaders say Mount Laurel police and the county's prosecutor's office said citizens could be issued uh, could be issued for uh, citations for participating in drive-by events. Luckily, the police department came out and said they wouldn't do it. This is going on everywhere. Everywhere. What are we going to do? Finish in with this. I wanted you to know. I wrote down a list. And feel free to send me your governor if he didn't make my, my list of how many I got here. One, two, three. Uh, 16 of the worst governors in the, in the union, in the United States of America. Here they are. And if I missed any, please send them to me. And then I'll finish with a quote, and then we're done for the night. Here we go. Tom Wolf, Pennsylvania. He, in the state of Pennsylvania, you have a 0.02% chance of ever dying from COVID. Post-infection, 0.1% to 0.3%. Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan. You have a... 0.0, I can't remember, 2 or 3% chance of dying with a 0.3 to 0.6% post-infection death rate. New Jersey, 0.09% chance of ever dying of COVID. Post-infection death rate, 0.6%. New, New York, you have a 0.1% chance of dying of COVID with a post-infection death rate of 0.9%. That's by their numbers. That's by their numbers. Steve Sisliak. Sisolak, Nevada, you have a 0.009% chance of ever dying of COVID in the state of Nevada, a 0.07 to 0.1% post-infection death rate. Oregon with Kate Brown, you have a 0.002% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Oregon with a 0.02 to 0.04 post-infection death rate. Ralph Northern, Virginia, of Virginia, 0.008% chance of ever dying of COVID in the state of Virginia, post-infection death rate of 0 0.0 to 0.1%. Andy Bashar, state of Kentucky, you have a 0.006% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Kentucky and a 0.04 to 0.1% post-infection death rate. Dadgummit, I forgot the state of Illinois, uh, Pritzker. Somebody do, you can figure it out yourself. Charlie Baker, state of Massachusetts. You have a 0.06% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Massachusetts with a 0.1 to 0.4% post-infection death rate. Janet Mills of Maine, you have a 0.004% chance of ever dying of COVID in the state of Maine and a 0.06% post-infection death rate. Gavin Newsom, state of California, you have a 0.005% chance of of ever dying of COVID in the state of California with a 0 0.0991 of 1% chance of dying of post-infection of COVID in the state of California. And they're arresting surfers surfing alone. Jared Paulus, state of Colorado, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of COVID, a 0.2% post-infection death rate. Last one, Jay Inslee, Washington, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of COVID with a 0.1% post-infection death rate. That's the truth. And that's run with their own numbers. They're not the real numbers. That's run with the CDC numbers. 
Last thing I'm going to read you right here. I put this out on my Facebook. Go on there and copy it. Spread it all over the world. It is the most profound statement that I have seen about this, this hoax reaction to an imaginary apocalyptic pandemic. And here it is, and this is what I'm fit. We're going to pray when I get done with this. Very briefly, we're going to pray. But re- listen to this. Go to my Facebook page and get this. Copy it for yourself. Post it. Let's make t-shirts out of it. Let's maybe put it inside of the American flag. But here it is. In his May 4th message, the Oxford-educated Dr. Rao writes that a controllable pandemic, a controllable pandemic has transformed, has been transformed into a totally unnecessary pandemonium, allowing a painfully hollow modern society to titillate itself with the feel of living through a bubonic plague without actually doing so. That sums it up. That sums it up. Last thing I'm going to tell you, remember the river of lies. Don't jump in it. Don't jump in it. Don't don't hop in it with the rhetoric. Don't hop in it with the mask. Don't hop in it with complying to 10 people in a building. Don't hop into it with saying we are going to open in phase one, phase two, phase three. Don't hop into it with any of their, don't hop into a social distancing with quarantine. Don't hop into it by denying that it's the same, that Corona is the same as the flu because it is. Don't hop in anywhere on the lie. It's time for us, look at that flag. It is time for us to stand up. We have got to do it now. Do not tread on me. Got it? That's what we got to do. It's time. Um, No violence, just protest. Protest. That means you got to take a pinch. You got to take a pinch. I was willing. Dr. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown led the way. Pastor Tony Snell led the way, and some others have led the way. The salon owner in Dallas led the way, although she should never have been wearing that mask when she came out. It's defeating the purpose, but she still led the way for a little while. Don't tread on me. Let's pray. Ready? Lord, we thank you for tonight. Lord, I just pray over all my brothers and sisters in Christ, all of us, Lord, to wake up to the truth. Lord, that the truth is, is it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And we are to stand firm and not let ourselves be burdened again by yokes of slavery. And Lord, I ask you to send this revelation into the body of Christ that we would lead this land back to a place of liberty where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. I pray this over the church. And I pray that the churches would open up. And I pray that the tyrants would wake up. And I pray that the pastors would regain their courage and publicly repent and open their churches. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Be in church tomorrow. Last time, ready? 3385 South Access Road. We're just a little 200-member church right here in Inglewood, Florida. I'll make room for you. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. If you're within a couple hours and your church is closed, be here. Why are they all still closed? Who knows? but beer. I love each and every one of you. I really do. I'm hard on you, but I love you. God bless you. God bless America. And I'll see you in church tomorrow. Amen. Have a great week.